Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome in to the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. It is a beautiful fall day in columbus yes Ohio. it is a beautiful mm-hmm. fall day i mean we'll take it It started cool down just a little bit to start to feel like some big 10 football ohio state uh, had the off date last week some call it a bye berm some <clears> they shouldn't some do i just learned that this today you learn something new every <laughs> day. off week not a bye week it's an off week off week and they will play on saturday under the lights at indiana as the second half of the season gets uh ramped up that's justin zwick nicole cox bobby carpenter and berm is back with you with us with everybody uh, we missed you last week. We hope that the Birmingham family is doing well. Welcome back. As well as can be yep. expected. Thank, Thank you. He's back and uh, a lot more football to go. Uh, let's just start right here because we talked on Monday and I gave Nicole my Buckeye leaf to Kerry Combs last week and then he went out and showed why <laughs> on Tuesday with his first public comments uh, since the demotion, the alignment restructuring, however you want to call what happened with the defensive coordinator of Ohio State taking a different role and he gave just about 20 minutes of the most inspirational kind of talk that you could ever hear. I hinted at, at some of what might be coming last week when he got the game ball and the emotions and, and how he's processed all that. And then he went out and talked and showed why. And you've mentioned your relationship and knowing him for a long time. I know it doesn't surprise you, but let's just start right there because from the off date, I mean, Kerry Combs kind of stole the, the show there. Absolutely. And I'm totally um, copying you with my Buckeye Leaf because he he deserves it. It's I just have so much respect for someone that can, you know, he as he was saying in his speech, he preaches to his players, you know, we're benching you because this is what's best for the team. And and he goes, I promise this is what is going to be best for everyone. And and now he's doing the same thing. So he can take his own advice, which I mean, that's hard for anybody to do sometimes. So um He's just awesome. Yeah, it's always guy. it's always different to tell somebody else that you have to do it. What did he say? Don't ever take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he dropped a lot of stuff in there. And this there was is, a lot of knowledge. There's a lot, yeah. There really was. And here's the one thing people it's don't amazing. realize about Kerry Combs, and this is what's fantastic about him, is the fact that he is coached at high school, he's coached at the college level, at the NFL level. The only place he hasn't won a title is the NFL. And he's done a great job impacting young people. And this is the one thing, as we get into this NIL, transfer portal, the football factory mentality, a lot of these coaches, they're well compensated and all these things, and everything that people are going to throw out to me, like, oh, there's this, and they jump this. But a lot of them get into it because they love the game. And even more importantly, they love impacting young men. And that's why some of the guys prefer college over the NFL. Like, I can still impact these people's lives and I can still impact their pattern of thought and behavior to where when they're older it's going to make a difference in the decisions they make and the men that they ultimately become and that's Kerry did in high school he did it in college he did it you know in the NFL probably a little bit but he cares a lot about his dudes and so as he sat there and he rattled all of these things off you know about taking the demotion and this and that and being disingenuous because sports at its very granular level the reason why we everyone have like okay we get outside you know you get athletic you move around you build teamwork your camaraderie but it's supposed to teach you those life lessons that 
you, you learn in small doses in sports because it's not, it's not a life or death situation, but it's important to you enough that it's going to emotionally impact you. And how do you handle making a winning shot, losing, missing a, you know, missing a shot that could have won a game, costing your team a game, you know, sacrificing for your team, taking a reduced role or a different role than something you probably signed up for. How do you handle those adverse moments? That's what sports is supposed to teach you so that one day when you're older, like all of us sitting up here, and you have you know big things that happen in your life. You have the loss of a family member. You have a child that gets sick. You lose your job. You wake up one morning and your car won't start and you don't have $500 to get it fixed. How do you handle those situations? And that is what it's supposed to teach. And that is what Kerry Combs was sitting here talking to these guys. I can't tell them that, hey, you know what? This will be good for you in your life. This is better for the team and you need to learn how to handle this. And this is ultimately going to make us better. And then when he's given the opportunity to step up to that, go and pout and crawl in a hole and say, hey, well, I mean, this was my dream. I mean, I love coaching Ohio State and to be the coordinator here. Like, outside of being the head coach at Ohio State, this was probably Kerry Combs' dream. Mm -hmm. And so it's taken away in a very public fashion. And so it's not something that you can hide behind and say, like, oh, this or that. No, it was talked about. And so for him then to be disingenuous and be like, I'm going to go in and do my job but I'm not going to have the enthusiasm that I had before. I'm not going to have the zest for coaching. I'm not going to pour into these players. I'm not going to try to make sure we win every game. I'm not going to support Matt Barnes and to make sure that he's doing the very very best and maybe try to subvert him. Because I've been around coaches that they've done that. Like, I don't like this guy. Like, I don't think – I don't respect him. Like, you know, and they, they, like, slowly weave a tapestry to try to subvert their, their superior. We saw that happen in 2018. A 100%. And with all those things going on, I apologize for my long soliloquy with this, but – he had the opportunity to do it, and he stepped up, and he's done it. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I hope that this team goes on to make the playoff. I hope they win a national title so that this just doesn't become like a footnote in history. And it's like, hey, when you have adversity in your life, you handle it well, things can still go really well for you. And who knows next year and beyond and everything that happens. But I hope that it gets to that point so that this story can be told on a national level and, and kind of memorialized. Well. That's why we started the show this way, because I knew that there were going to be some strong feelings about it, and you needed a chance to do it. Jay-Z, is there anything you have to add that Bob didn't cover there? I, I don't Sorry. think so. He, I mean, he, he <laughs> covered pretty all. much uh, hit it right on the head there. I mean, you know, Kerry was a guy who came from high school, so I think that's more in him that, you know, that trying to groom young men, uh, you know, going to the NFL. I think that was something that maybe just happened and, you know, he got wrapped up into it. But I think his real passion is being around young men and trying to make them better. And you can just see how, you know, his thought process of this whole thing. And, you know, we've talked about it all year when it was all going down. You know, it happened pretty quick. Two yeah. games and boom, hey, you know, this is happening. Yeah, uh, That locker room could have gotten really weird. We've had defensive players leaving. I mean, a lot of bad – not bad stuff, but a lot of things have happened on that side of the ball. And for him to just keep that same attitude and, you know, the same drive uh, with, with the kids involved, you know, with the kids at the forefront, the team at the forefront, that's all that matters. We got to win, and I'm going to do everything I can. It just shows what kind of person he is, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have him on staff no matter what role he's in. There's two reasons guys get into coaching and stay in it as long as Kerry Combs has. Number one, because he loves mentoring people and, and helping them become better young men, better players, but also because he's as competitive as anyone you'll ever meet, and th- that drives these guys, and so – to take that loss of a position, the realignment, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. do it in such a public way and to to not lose that zeal that Bob's talking about. Like, hey, he still wants to be the best. Kerry Combs, you could tell, but listening to him last week, that's a guy who's been waiting to have a conversation <laughs> yeah. about what he's been feeling. And, yes. you know, I don't think that big picture-wise that Ryan Day's 
preference would be for Kerry Combs to end up somewhere else next year. I still think that they want Kerry Combs oh, in the yeah. locker room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, you're looking at a transition period for the entire defense from the, the veterans on the defensive line that have been slowly starting to be replaced, the secondary, the linebackers. It's happening in the coaching staff too. I mean, it, it takes a, a, a um, others first approach to be a successful team always. And so you see that out of Kerry Combs. And it's not surprising if anyone who's talked to the guy in the last 10 years knows that that's mm-hmm. what he is. But sometimes it is nice to see the proverbial proof in the pudding. Well, and, you know, I, the way any of this works, there were people latching on to the end of the comments where he said, I still firmly believe 100% that I can be a defensive coordinator. So that self confidence is important. You know, to if do he didn't, job. if he didn't, he should yeah, quit. Yeah, that would be a bigger want, problem. Yeah. If he didn't, he should he should quit. But they also, you know, would pair that with I'm going to do everything I can for the rest of the season. And I don't think that you should look at that and be worried about what that means for Ohio State in 2022. He can't negotiate a contract in the middle of the season, like, and he's not worried about next season. He's worried about recruiting right now, doing what he can for that. Obviously, but he also understands that his his future. It depends, depends on, on the how next, the rest of the season plays out. The next six out. to nine games depends on that. So there's no point. If you think that he said he's just going to do that for the rest of the season and you thought that meant that would be the end of Kerry Combs, I don't think that's accurate to look at it that way from Ohio State's perspective or Kerry Combs' perspective, and we won't spend any more time talking about it in that regard. But I just thought it was a special moment. You mm-hmm. guys probably all wanted to talk about it. We all have known Kerry Combs for a long time. It was cool, and there wasn't a lot else going on uh, for Ohio State during the off date, but you could still. Unfortunately, because I know that's the stuff that you really like. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, there was a great reminder of that about midnight on Saturday in Knoxville uh, <laughs> of how much fun it is to go cover other programs. Um, who brings a golf, golf ball, ball yeah. to the game? At least it was a practice ball. The bottle of mustard <laughs> was more concerning to me than the I golf ball. I don't think so. Well, that's coming from the concession stand. Something yanked that from, from the, from the concession, concession stand, stand, but you're bringing a golf ball. Maybe yeah. a football game. Perhaps Maybe. it was a concession worker. They brought no. They brought. I get. They brought that golf ball with the intent of throwing it. Absolutely. They, they must have. I mean, Jay-Z in case had, I need this at the end of the game. Jay Z had a sleeve of golf balls in his pocket when he walked in here last week, <laughs> but I don't think that he. It was not for that. I'm not throwing away those five dollar golf balls. Uh, yeah. So it was quiet, and that is uh, Bob the way that I actually like it because that means that we can just talk about the first half. And as I was saying, you could still register for the Roosters Bowl giveaway Ooh, this week. You can. Oh, what's so that now? Bye Tell me about that. Off. Bye week was off. They you still could register at roosterswings.com. Yes. But they will be polled. Another winner will be drawn. Next there will Monday. be 12 winners. 24 people will be able to mm. participate, though, because each winner you get two tickets oh, wow. to Ohio State's bowl game. Mm-hmm. You get your airfare taken care of and deluxe lodging accommodations wow. for the bowl game. Roosterswings.com. From the Travel Partners of travel Dublin, partners who of Dublin. give us an amazing trip. The official wing sponsor, by the way, of Ohio mm-hmm. State Athletics. Yes. And it looks like we're going to make a bowl game. I th- one we more. Will. I got one more to go. One more. Got to get there on Saturday <laughs> so, yeah. right against Indiana. We'll get into all that as we get. And I know Nicole will be breaking down the numbers later on. You already gave one Buckeye leave. We're going to do mid-season honors for Ohio State. Do you have a player that you would also like to recognize with our Roosters Buckeye leave this week? Um, Mr. Pretty Smile, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it, guys. I I have to pick Chris Olave. You're not going to be wrong. He's really good. I have to pick him just because I also, when we go back to as we were talking about Carrie, that character, I just feel like all these kids are going to. Carrie has such an impact on all these kids. And I always say to my kids, like, how do you want to be remembered when you get older? How do you want people to remember you? And I think Carrie leaves that impact. And I think Chris Olave staying, um, I'm sure there are other reasons as well, but to stay, 
to play again this year with the team, yeah. it, it was huge because they they really needed him just because the rest of the team was so young and and he's done his amazing job as he always does. Pretty good. He's yeah. pretty not, good. Not, not, not bad, that one. I think that's a safe pick. Yeah, safe pick. I'll just I know ahead. it's obvious. I had to pick him. Doesn't no, matter. I mean, I had doesn't to. matter if it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna give a buck. I leave. It's gonna be somebody that's played and done I well know. this year. Things, <laughs> Things that are obvious are obvious for a reason. Yeah, because it's, it's generally you know. And heartstring wise, I'll pick CJ Stroud too. Mm. Because I I just Jay Z's toes. I, yeah, I know. I was gonna go there. Let me just pick everybody on the team. There we go. Let me pick everybody on the team. What about the running back room? Who you got? Inspired by Schlegel. <laughs> the Jags getting a win in London yes, on Sunday morning. Big yes. win. Just to just, watch his growth, like CJ, just how much he's grown this year. And I can't even imagine the amount of pressure he felt, you know, that first game and to watch him, you know, just get through all of it and to be who he is now and just watch his confidence is really fun. Every game just to see how much he's growing. I think that this is Nicole's first. I told you so yeah. for the watchers. Hear that? Because after mm. Tulsa. And she gave the Buckeye leave to CJ and said, just you wait. Just you <laughs> just wait. Just you wait. And so then a miracle <laughs> happens and his shoulder is 100%. Supernatural healing. I love it. So that's, I, I like that. Nicole's getting that edge. It's you guys, it, it did get right. better. You can be sore. I've gotten sore before. And then you just need to let it rest for a minute. And then it's better. I Yes. It is. I, it, that it's does true. happen. It I, does. I just wish I knew what it was. It bugs me. <laughs> I'm like, I've had a shoulder injury. I couldn't throw the ball. He seemed to be doing her. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going down that road just because. Um, you know, she mentioned a lot of things, but filling the footsteps of Justin Fields, who's been here for two years. You know, not knowing who the quarterback was going to be. Young guys, great team around him. Started off the season and it was, it was rough. It was t- a couple tough games to start. We don't get our usual cupcakes. You know, to kind of ease our way in and uh, had a rough week against Tulsa, and then he sits for a week. I mean, think about that. Yeah, you get to start your first three games, and hey. And then whether it was a shoulder or whether it was a, hey, you need to sit back and kind of, you know, get your stuff together or figure things out, even though, gosh, he had thrown for a bunch of yards, a bunch of touchdowns. I'm going to whisper something to Jay-Z about the AC joint. Does that help you? I is, know it you've been care- back- is it a careless whisper? It's a careless whisper. I mean, uh, great. <laughs> You've been asking. I'm a just week. Gonna, I'm just going to. I'm just going to put never it gonna on. He's never going to dance again. A week for it to feel that much better. To well, look I that different. I, I guess you two know what that was, is like. I'm sure that you both had to deal with it. Well, I, I, I couldn't throw the ball for like four weeks. I mean, I was out. You know, I mean, I've had that shoulder injury on a throwing shoulder, and it may not be the exact same, but I'm sure I remember there's, there's degrees. Why don't you have? I remember trying to walk my hand up the wall to try and get my hand above my shoulder, and you know, I did that for three or four weeks before I was able to start throwing. So here's, I mean, I did, but I didn't have to throw a football, so it's not a big deal. They right. can like harness it all down. It's like, hey, don't raise <laughs> yeah, it up past well, yeah, here. I'm like, yeah. all right, so maybe I can't get an interception, but you can do it. You weren't going to do that anyway, yeah, Bob. That's exactly. So, <laughs> you know, or maybe it was a deal like Ryan Day. He just wanted to be a father figure, have CJ put his tiny hand in his. They'll stand there and kind of analyze the yeah, game. Just kind of watch, sit back, and watch the other quarterbacks go. His hands it's are pretty beautiful. big. <laughs> it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful visual. But it is a nice visual. Uh, anyway, I just but wanna, for him, yeah, no, I, I mean, so, so whatever, whatever it was, guy comes out two games ago and looks like a different quarterback to me. Uh, hadn't I don't think he's sailed a ball. Since he took that week off, right. uh, which we had seen week in, we, you know, the first three weeks, we we saw, you know, a number of those sales and uh, didn't have any of those. I mean, he's coming back. You had a freshman, your backup, go out and throw for 300 yards. Didn't look great, but he still threw for a bunch of yards and they got a, they got a good win. Yep. So to be able to come back and have that pressure on, know that you got to perform and then go out and do it, uh, that, that's huge. And if he's able to continue this, man, I mean, the defense is what it is. As long as they can get one stop. 
a game, I think we're going to be all right because our offense is cooking right now, and I, and I expect that to continue. One stop, Bob. That's all it takes. I'm sure that, that sounds really good to you as a silver I'm, I, I'm sure that's, you know, Matt Barnes probably really excited. Yeah. I mean, the bar is saying that's what they want to do. The bar is set need. really high. Just one stop. That's all we need, guys. One stop. Yeah. Um, you heard it here. Yeah. I mean, and in the Oregon game, I mean, they got those stops at the end, and then they couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, you know, as you sit there and look at this, I, I would go with the linebackers based upon what they've done from game one and two to where they're at now. And you could really look at all four of the guys in the rotation, you know, Eichenberg, uh, Chambers, Mitchell, Taraja Mitchell, and uh, Cody, Simon. Cody Simon. You know, because they're getting all those guys some playing reps and they've been battling some injuries and it's important to have guys rolling. But you're kind of in the same vein as Kerry Combs. You know, there's a guy who I think was expected to be the dude this year and you know, at the running back position and all of a sudden you're not. And you can pout, you can be sad about it, that you've been reduced to a guy who you know, is going to be short-yarded specialist, finish off games, red zone, you know, mm-hmm. goal line, and you're Master Teague. And he could sit there and he could throw his gloves at the coach, he could leave, he could do all these different things. Wow, oh, has that ever happened before? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah but that's not, that's not in his DNA. Right. That's not in Master Teague's DNA. And that is why you know, he is the man that he is. He's got a great family. You know, he's handled it well with Tony Alford. He's you know, supporting, believe me. And the other one thing that's, Forgot lost lost on many you know people that think about this like these guys guys are all ultra competitive just like Kerry Combs it's not like oh it's good for the team so mm-hmm. I'm happy no they're not happy about it but it doesn't mean that they still won't try to be the very best that they can in their role and so to see that with Master Teague this year I think it's been pretty special all right so all the linebackers and the backup running back that's close to ish legs it really is. <laughs> I'm going to pick one on offense and one on defense. Are you sure okay. that's where you want to okay. stop? That's where I'm, not, that's where I'm stop. I'll do one for the coaching that's staff. That's what I thought. Ooh, that's all right. right. Here I just go. want to truth in advertising. Defense, it's Denzel Burke Ooh. by a long shot. God. I mean, you're talking about maybe the most surprising story of the year for the Buckeyes defensively, a guy that did not play cornerback in high school, stepping up and not only starting every game and being just a lockdown corner, so that's that's I thought that's it'd be one. Cam Martinez. That's I one. did too. Hey, I have to be objective. Cam's gonna be upset. Do you when he listens to this? Cam's Cam, Cam. All these guys deserve some kudos for what they've done in the last handful of weeks. The guys that have been waiting to play. Uh, offense. I'm gonna go with Dewan Jones uh, because this is a kid who, in this past off season, was more linked to transfer rumors than he was playing time rumors. Mm-hmm. Hoop uh, dreams. Hoop dreams. That that kid loves basketball. He could have transferred to play basketball somewhere. You never know. IUPUI, maybe. Yeah. Fort great, great program. Um, Certainly but, an option. But Dewan was a kid that a lot of people kind of wrote off because they thought that we were going to see the the evolution of Paris Johnson into the tackle role. Um, but instead, you see Dewan Jones, and he's been just absolutely dominating, despite the fact that we, we watched him in, in fall camp, and you were a little bit like hesitant because Jack Sawyer was running around him like like Tom and Jerry. Kind I, of. I was concerned. We walked out of one, one uh, training camp practice and he struggled mightily in speed rush one-on-one i thought i don't know if i like this but he's been he's been great it's allowed the ohio state offensive line to be much more flexible multiple than they had been and defensively uh or coaching staff wise i'm just gonna i mean you don't, got, have, you it's, don't it's, it's matt barnes i mean huh. the guy the guy has really just stepped into a role that he wasn't expecting and on the on the flip side the inverse of the Kerry combs thing i mean these guys all want to be great and matt barnes rather than pumping up his chest or making it about, oh, I'm getting this opportunity now. He's focusing on, on just getting better every week. And the defense between him, uh, Al Washington, Gary Combs, and Larry Johnson, I think they all deserve a ton of credit for for being able to shift on the fly the way they have and for not just to be 
the defense playing better, but for there to be almost noticeably more cohesion among them, like personally, you see it at Washington. They're all just feeling a lot better about their roles, I think, because it just helps define it. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, you guys left me so many options. <clears throat> yeah. I, I could really just go to town. Uh, the best running back, I think, in the country right now is Travion Henderson. I know that there's a lot of other options, and Spencer would say, well, maybe he's top five, maybe top ten. Spencer. This, this I'm going to say top two, but I, I, I would you put up there with him? I, I'd, I'd probably take Bijan Robinson, okay. yeah. just because the, he's a little more the absolute catching the gushing ball, so. over Bijan over the first six weeks is nuts to me. He's good, but it's then in the, the middle of Texas, in the middle of this game, Texas when they win a couple games, Bijan, for the Heisman. No, I want you're not even winning the game. I want you to put Bijan on. I want you to put Bijan on a team that is really good. And I'm, I think your team would be different. Like, That's why it. don't you wait until the game is over and see if Texas can actually win one before? Because you a give... team doesn't matter for how good that player. Hey, is. the Heisman should go to the best player on the best team, and Texas is not that. I, I, do, I mean, we're just rewriting the rules. Well, that's my personal. I mean, that's opinion. most. And that's basically, oh, what, that's, that's that's basically what has happened. That's basically what has happened. That's how it goes. But it should Jeremy Birmingham. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way. I mean, it should go to the best player in America. Wow, in America, yes. I don't agree with you, but I don't agree. He's the best player in America. He's he's not, or or Texas wouldn't be losing these games and struggling to get a first down in the second half. Uh, you have a running back that's the best in America. That shouldn't be a problem. But uh, anyway, Eddie George won the Heisman. He was the best player in America. That team lost games. Uh, I mean, games was it plural? They were still the Buckeyes. <sighs> lost the game, uh, game, uh, right? 95. I mean, that was a they lost two. I didn't. Bowl game doesn't count. <laughs> oh, now we're oh well, now we're just they, rewriting all the rules <laughs> because they voted on it prior to that. Okay, you win that battle. Yes, I'm out. Was that Florida State? And for that reason, uh, I'm out. <laughs> that reason was the Shark Tank. I'll, I'll just say then, Berm, that Travion Henderson is very good. He sure is, and he's been the better. Top ten running back in the in the country. He, he's certainly in the <laughs> yeah. top twenty five running backs. He's one of the ten best running backs in the Big Ten without <laughs> he's, question. He's, <laughs> without question, he's one of the top five on Ohio State's <laughs> roster, and I think probably top one. Yeah, and. I didn't think that it would happen this quickly for him. We all knew how physically gifted he was, but we saw things in August when we're talking about Dewan Jones. Well, tripping to fall down on, on blitz pickup and running down the field to block, couldn't really do it. Didn't look great at it. Catching out of the backfield, was putting it on the ground. Well, the guy works incredibly hard. He's fixed all those things. He's a complete back. It happened. Some of this stuff we go back to, Oregon forced them to maybe accelerate the learning curve. Mm -hmm. Defense and at running back. And they put these guys out there, Cam Martinez. Like we can go on down the list. You guys have to do it now, and we're going to get through the growing pains. That worked for Travion Henderson. And then you say Denzel Burke is that obvious. Ronnie Hickman mm -hmm. has been, I think, the best player on the defense for Ohio State at this point. And I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed that coming out of August. So, I, Ronnie, we leave I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned Ronnie in there because Rock and Ronnie is my dude. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't practice funny though? Because you look at a guy like Travion Henderson in August and you see all these things he wasn't doing very well. Right. But we didn't get to see the one thing he does better than anybody else, which is just get the football and run. Yeah. And so once the season <laughs> starts, then they go, why don't you just do this part that you do really well? And then we'll bring in the yeah. other guys for the other parts. And then he's out the gate. Uh, Spencer, what's the current line for the Indiana Ohio State matchup? 19, mm. Nicole. Ooh. 19. Okay. What do you got cooked up? Um. Yeah. Mm. You knew it was coming. I know, I know, I know. Um, she doesn't have her little book with her today. I it's don't. Is that over Parents Weekend? Just, I'm going to say. Did you lose that on Parents Weekend? It's a night game. 41-21. 41-21. Mm. That will cover. 
Is Penix going to be back? I highly doubt it. I don't think so. There right? were some people who said he might play against Michigan State, but I don't know if it no, that's really matters. Well, he was very – Tom Allen was very coy in, yeah. like, who it was going to be. But like, he's also completed, like, thrown four touchdowns against ten interceptions this year. Yeah, he hasn't been great this year. I, yeah, even I'm, not, when he's I'm not sure that it matters, but we'll get into more of that uh, in the second half of this show. 41-21. Nicole's got it 41-21. 41-21. What oh, else? State, right? I've picked that already, too. But I love it. I just really want that score to really happen. I love that. <laughs> just keep recycling a score. On it. It'll yeah. work. I love yeah. it. Um, anything else that uh, the folks need to worry about with the at Roosters? Uh, no worry. We just, you know, the Appetizer Tuesday is supposed to be mozzarella sticks. So we're really hoping for that. Uh, this store has some, so that's good. Well, they might all be gone because we got four baskets of mozzarella. Mm. That's okay. We need them. That is okay. We need them here, guys. And then the bowl trip. Everybody just keep registering. So we'll pick another winner next Monday. I got to meet Jonathan Duffy, who is so sweet, bringing his best friend. And his wife is bringing her mother-in-law. So they're like getting another trip just so all of them can come. So it'll be really exciting. Let me ask you this. If they end up playing in the Little Caesars Bowl. We're going to make the best of it. (laughs) Will we fly or drive? What if they play in the BW3's Bowl? Where's that? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I don't even know if they have that no. anymore. I hope not. <laughs> the Roosters Bowl would have put it out of business. Yes. Sure. Guys, I'm already just trying to think of ways we're just going to spin it, you yeah. know? I don't think there's going to be any concern about that. Um, no. This team, the schedule gets tougher, but I think that they're the clearly the most talented team in the league. We'll get into that after we let Nicole go about her day, and we'll take a quick break here on Letterman Live, which is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. Now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at roosterswins.com. That's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. Precision engineering, rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well-designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. We're rolling along. We're eating some mozzarella sticks. Mm. We're getting set for the second half of the season. Boys, I don't know how much you learned about the Big Ten over the weekend, Hmm. if anything. I'm just going to say for me, when I'm watching, let's say, Indiana and Michigan State, supposed to be two teams that can push the reigning Big Ten champions, their rosters look like they're built to play a different (laughs) sport. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to say, having seen Penn State and Iowa and the struggles that Michigan has had, as I look at the second half of the schedule, it looks much tougher, and it will be. Those, these teams are better. Mm-hmm. I still just don't see how any of these six or seven can beat Ohio State. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong in saying that. I mean, they, they could, but Ohio State is by far the most complete team and the most talented team in the Big Ten. And 
I've, I've asked a bunch of people. I do some, you know, the XM shows with guys from you know, around the Big Ten or country. I ask them like, who's the best team in the Big Ten? And every one of them, without hesitation, has told me Ohio State. Like they're like they're the most talented team when they're playing like this. They're unbeatable. And, and like Iowa, <clears throat> they lose to Purdue. I thought that's how the Maryland game would end up looking. I wanted to see a game where they couldn't force 17 turnovers. Mm-hmm. They got down. They played a team with an elite wide receiver, and they couldn't get pressure. And then all of a sudden, they have to play in a chase game. And that's about how I thought it would look. Now, I thought that they would still win that game against Purdue. The spread was like 11 and a half. I'm like, why would you think that I would be able to cover this? <laughs> They're coming off a very emotional game. They have a bye week coming up. And that's the same thing a little bit with Michigan State. They're playing Indiana. <clears throat> and so I try to look at this. Like, you know, they're playing Indiana. They have a bye week after this. Then they have Michigan after that. Everyone's telling them how great they are. That was a classic game that I thought Michigan State was like prime to lose. Classic mm-hmm. trap. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Checked but, all those boxes. Yeah, but they got it done. And, you know, Iowa loses. And I would, that will probably be the last game they lose. And if that's the case, then they'll still be a top 10 team. Now, maybe Minnesota could beat them. They've looked pretty good. But if, if hopefully it's Iowa and they're a top they're 11 now, you have to imagine they went out, they'll be in the top 10, which would be great for the Big Ten East champ, which is hopefully Ohio State. Yeah, I think I was reading, I mean, as it sits now, we're going to maybe have like five out of our six last games of ranked opponents. Yeah. You know, I mean, so that's that's a legit down the stretch. Uh, you know, November's going to be a rough one. Yeah. November there, it could be. is for contenders. Contenders, not pretenders. But uh, I just, I agree. I don't think watching – those teams, you know, you see Michigan State and you think, all right, maybe maybe they could be. Eh, all you got to do is stop that kid from running the ball. And, you know, well, Rocky Lombardi's not coming through that tunnel <laughs> anymore. So Rocky Lombardi clearly <laughs> still looks exactly like Rocky Lombardi. Well, he does, right? Yeah, it does. But a great catch he made on the, Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was nice. These teams are more physical, though. I mean, that's yeah. sort of where the, the catch-22 comes in. They're, they all know they're not as athletically mm-hmm. talented as Ohio State. But Michigan State, uh, Michigan – um, it, you know, even Penn State, these are teams that are going to be much more physical at the point of attack against Ohio State than Maryland was or Rutgers was. But and I think but Penn that's, State, that's where you get challenged. The one thing they need, if they don't get Sean Clifford back, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, that's going to be bad. They were up 17-3 on Iowa. Like, that game turned. I mean, it was an emotional comeback win. When Sean Clifford exited the game, mm-hmm. all of a sudden – you know, Jahan Dotson's not near as good. Right. When there's Their no offense the has been the Devin Gardner just throw it 50 yards yeah. down the field and hope someone jumps and catches it. And Jahan Dotson has been able to do that with Sean Clifford. If the cor- current quarterback, Taquan Roberson. Roberson, can't throw it that far, then all of a sudden the offense it changes quite a bit. didn't appear that Mike Yersich or James Franklin believed that he could do yeah, that. Yeah, and so that's obviously the, the, the rub there. But, I mean, you look at Indiana. This is a team that is and 2-4. They're one mm-hmm. – Real win of the season was against Idaho. They beat Western Kentucky 33-31. to It hasn't mattered if it's Michael Penix or Jack Tuttle at quarterback. Their running backs have been terrible. Uh, you know, you, you have a kid like Stephen Carr, the transfer from USC, who you thought was going to be a difference maker and hasn't been. And if you have quarterbacks that don't have time to throw the ball down yeah, the field, receivers it doesn't matter. Can't do anything. It doesn't matter if you have Ty Freifogel mm-hmm. and, and uh, the other guy whose name is escaping me, who doesn't really matter. Uh, but Freifogel's the guy who last year had, you know, 46 oh, catches and 100. Yeah, over 200 yards. Supposedly one of the greatest Big Ten receivers of all time. I mean, the guy won the Big Ten Receiver of the Year award last year because he had a good day against us. But those guys, you know, he's still got 30-some catches in in six games. The guy's He's going to get his, but I don't think that's enough to overcome what Ohio State should be able to do. Indiana's defense is tough, though. I mean, they're they're, they're they're, they're, they're feisty. Their defense is is very solid. And that's what Michigan State, I mean, Line was four and a half. They won by five. I mean, those people in the desert know what they're, yeah, they talking, know what about. they're talking about. I didn't think it would look quite like that, you know. But just like you know, Purdue, 
uh, they were able to slow down Iowa's rushing attack, and you push it back on the quarterback. You know, all of a sudden, Peyton Thorne, I think, is pretty good for Michigan State. You know, they've got some pretty solid receivers he, out there. Yeah, he's a good, he's a much better quarterback than mm-hmm. Rocky Lamar. I, honestly, if without Sean Clifford, <laughs> by much, I think yeah, without Mich- without Sean Clifford, I think I would say Michigan State might be the second best team in the East. Well, that was my question was going to be last. I ranked them last week, one through six, the toughest ones left. I didn't include the the Big Ten championship game, which I assumed would be Iowa. I'm glad I left it out because that mm-hmm. could yeah, change. Know, yeah. So I, I don't think that Penn State is the toughest game. I had Michigan State there. Uh, Saturday gave me a little bit of a pause, and I don't think – I'm not buying what the Wolverines are doing at this point. I think that that's a little bit of a, a fraud at this point, and it's not unusual for that to be the case for them. But what do you think is the toughest game left? Gosh. Well, Purdue's not because they got theirs out of the way. I mean, they they get one big <laughs> got, win a year. Shocker yeah, they got their shocker out of the way, right? How about this? Yes. The fact that the last two teams that have beat Ohio State in conference were in a game, I was ranked second, and they got purdue mm-hmm. I mean, it was so amazing. I'm yeah. watching that. I'm like, ah, I watched this <laughs> I've before. Seen that before. I've seen I've this. Seen, I've watched you guys both do it. Now one's doing it to the other. Yeah. <laughs> they beat the number two out of them, they said. They did. That was an excellent tweet. Yeah, it was that, pretty good. That was. Uh, so they're not going to be the one. I think Michigan. Yeah. I'm going to go out and just say, you know. I, Earl Bruce concurs. Yeah, well, you know. That, I mean, I'm not still, saying important. Still, and you're not, yeah, I, I don't I, mean to yeah. say that you don't think that's an important game. I, you, we all know that is. You know, I, this is so hard because every year they come out and, it's, you know, they're the Big Ten. They're going to win the Big Ten Conference every preseason. And then they come out and they look, look good in September and then they start to fall off. We'll see what happens. That Michigan State-Michigan game could be the one, the winner of that. You know, continuing to get that confidence might be the one that when we get up to them. What does the winner's manual say about September? Uh, that's a good Different question. Pretenders? Pretenders. Uh, nothing good happens past 10 o'clock. <laughs> okay. Hey, and the Buckeyes are subscribing to that on bye weeks. That they are. I, okay. I still think it's Michigan. I, I yeah. mean, they're, they're physical up front. Um, they, they have a, a good power running game, and that's been sort of the weakness for the Buckeyes defense this year has been that, that – softness in the middle uh, they have flaccid middles right they have younger guys on the edge uh, aj hennings who were who are able to get down the field if Cade mcnamara can throw the ball mm-hmm. at all then i think michigan that game has he shown you at all that though? seems like no, a pretty big no hit. and that's you know the one time he did it against is against nebraska i don't know what 50 of those yards came on a flea flicker for sure sure i'm like that's not sitting there carving yeah, I'm, no I'm just saying that they there's have, a lot of football go that backup there can can sling yeah, the J. rock J. J. a little McCarthy's bit he's an interesting player and you, can, you, you how have about jen is the j for jenny i, I think so okay uh, but <laughs> what's your jimmy deal? john mccarthy yeah jimmy john's Huh. Jimmy John's freaky fast. I mean, he's quick. I wouldn't say he's freaky fast, but <laughs> the the quick release, freaky fast. They have the best collection of talent. Yes, uh, you know, on both sides of the offense, the running game and the and the passing game, and I think defensively that they still are different enough that Ohio State. I mean, you guys will know this more. Michigan does. It's in Ann Arbor. They're usually a top ten recruiting class, right? I mean, generally, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they have players. Up, you know, this is more maybe just the coaching getting them in the right spots or the right schemes. And I do think they've been blessed this season because they haven't played anyone. That, oh, I mean, I know that their schedule looked on paper to be fairly decent, but Washington was bad. Wisconsin's a very mm-hmm. bad iteration of their team. Yes. Nebraska's bad. I mean, they haven't. Well, they didn't have the Notre Dame game or something earlier this year like they normally would. I think Nebraska's better than people give them credit. They are, but they they play teams that have been the right kind of bad. There isn't a team that's been bad defensively that can score a lot of points. Yeah. Because that's the one thing. Like, all these teams struggle mightily on offense, and they're pretty tough against the run. And, you know, you got to remember, I mean, Wisconsin was 
playing them really tough until all of a sudden that thing kind of turned. I mean, they, they've and they've Nebraska had them. I mean, Nebraska should have won the game. Yeah. Nebraska had it and they coughed up the and ball. And the Rutgers game, I think we're skipping past that one. Yes, twenty to thirteen in the big house was not yeah. a mark of confidence. So that's why I think Ru- Rutgers had the ball to go down. I, I want to be clear. I grew up in the 1990s in Toledo, Ohio. The Michigan game is never one that I can look at. Go, oh, that one's not the most important. But I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying it's, all, the but toughest. it's also the toughest because it's the most important. I, I, I just look at this and I look at the talent. Like The team that has the best skill position player talent, I think, at this point is Michigan State. Top to bottom. Well, I mean, They have two really good I wide receivers. I do receivers. like Speedy Naylor, Taylor quite a bit. Naylor and Reed. Naylor's good. Naylor and Reed are both good. They can run the ball pretty well. Now, I don't know if they'll be able to do that against Ohio State. And so it's two things. Like, that's going to challenge the secondary a little more. Jim Harbaugh in Michigan is going to try to get in two and three tight ends and pound it. And if coming in over the stretch, Ohio State's run defense is lacking, then that game will by far be yeah. the toughest to me because it's just a bad matchup. To me, the Michigan running game is different than Michigan State. Michigan State likes to do the perimeter stuff, yeah. and I don't think that's where you beat Ohio State, especially now that the linebackers are figuring out how to set an edge and the cornerbacks are doing a better job at, at pushing guys back inside. Like To me, I, I don't think that that's a that, that matchup is different. I, I never the Ohio State in my life has never played one of those quick little shifty running backs that has ever been a problem. Uh, as far as the the guys that really are the trouble are when you just go straight up the middle, and that's where Michigan with Hassan Haskins and these guys have been making their hay. I read in the Detroit Free Press, uh, does that get delivered to your house? No. That the best wide receivers core in the Big Ten is in Michigan State. I heard something. Can you believe that? that? Yeah. I mean, that's and that's why I was watching that show or the game. Glad, like, that's why I'm glad that newspapers still like, exist yeah. because that's the information that I just wasn't aware of. Wasn't, and they oh. didn't show out at all on Saturday huh. when no when no other Big yeah, Ten the, the receiving deadline, cores were the going. Deadline for that must have been like three. Years. Did they file that? <laughs> they filed it in August. I guess. Oh wait, no. They the top two receivers in the country were still at Ohio State in August. Hmm, interesting. Huh. Maybe they wrote it last year, hoping that those two left. That may have been. Yeah, that may, may have just they were. Oh, did the Chris Olave declare for the draft? I, I think so. Let's run it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's run Michigan it. State best receiving core. I mean, I would argue that three wide receivers, tight end, running back, five position groups. Ohio State has the best talent at those positions of any of any like group in the country. I don't know if there's a team that you could check off all the boxes if you're playing Madden and you're in dynasty, yeah. you're drafting or whatever, and you're building your team like. The three wide receivers, Jeremy Ruckert and Travion Henderson, I don't know of a better group that I've seen. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't, no. think, it's, you know, that's the whole I don't think it's really close. Everybody spends no. Saturday raving about whatever Jamison Williams is doing. He stayed through spring. He knew what mm-hmm. his role was going to be, and he's the best wide receiver at Alabama, and he wouldn't start for this top five. And he's got about the same numbers as Njigba, yeah, I believe, what I so, saw. So let's just let's put that one aside for now. What do you guys need to see on Saturday against Indiana? I think, Jay-Z, that this – I'm thinking back to last year's matchup and the way that Tom Allen dials up these crazy blitzes. Yeah. He, he even threw Justin protection. Fields uh, for a little bit of a yeah, he did. what he saw. Yeah. So this might be a different test for Stroud. So I'm going to start it right there just to ease you into it. I think there's a big test for Stroud. <laughs> I want to agree with you. <laughs> you don't have to. But I just – Indiana is a team that over the last, what, eight years has probably had – more close. Eh, I don't want to even say more close games than, than blowouts. Probably but right. there's there's been there's been a few that were close because they were able to score and keep up with us. Yeah, they were all high scoring. When it was a close game, they're all high scoring games, right? They don't have that this year. I don't think their offense is going to be able to keep us off the field. Their defense is going to tire out. I don't think you know whatever blitzes you want to throw. You know what that means? There's just a lot of lanes open and there's <laughs> a lot of big plays that can happen. Yeah, and. You talked about Justin Fields last year, and that was like when he only had like two incompletions coming in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
he was pressing a little bit. He was trying to keep that perfect, you know, perfection going. I don't think we're going to have an issue like that this 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 week. Um, the way the offense have been playing, I mean, they haven't missed. They look like they're in sync. If they can just continue doing that, the talent they have is going to rise to the top. Indiana doesn't have anybody that can run with our three, yeah. with one of our wideouts, let alone all three of them. I guess you know. So they're going to have to throw the, the you know everything at him. But then again, you go down 21 nothing real quick when you start blitzing and if if, if you don't get to them. They that's did slow down those mighty Spartans. And that's my point. Assuming you pick up all yes. those blitzes. Assuming. Or it's, assuming the quarterback knows, all right, I see this, yeah. I have this. And so that's a function of the quarterback recognizing yeah. yes. get the ball, but it's also a function of the offensive line recognizing mm-hmm. and saying, hey, yep. um, we need to adjust the protection, slide to this guy, slide to that guy. I mean, you saw Texas A&M do it to Bama and you're like, um, these guys are just unblocked. And <laughs> Granted, there's protections where there are an unblocked guy, yes. possibly two if you want to sell out and go get it, but you know, not all the time. And so that's I look at that because Tom Allen's a good defensive coordinator. People would say whatever they want about him. Like they're going to have some stuff up front. They'll have some exotic things. He'll sit here and look at this and say, "I know how to attack this protection," and they're going to put guys in you know difficult situations. If they pick it up, it's a wrap. It's a wrap because you can't give Fields time mm-hmm. or not Fields. You can't give CJ, CJ time yeah. when they're pouring guys out of the secondary. So. We'll see what happens, but if I you look early on and they're picking up the blitzes, it's over. The yeah. Bears should write try your giving, story. The Bears should. <laughs> I will. The Bears should try giving Justin Fields some time. The that defenses that yeah. give the Buckeyes trouble over the last handful of years are the guys that blitz their linebackers. Wisconsin does it a ton. Every time they play, Wisconsin send the linebackers every play. Penn State does the same thing. Those are the defenses that give Ohio State struggles because, as you're saying, in an offense that's predicated on the of the quarterback knowing exactly where to go with the ball, if that thought process is disrupted all of a sudden things get a little murky i thought it was a one read offense though someone told me that this offseason. i heard that last year that may be incorrect um (laughs) i'm not a scientist that seems incorrect um to me it it, if this was a traditional first time on the road for cj stroud at night the buckeyes played already had that the buckeyes played a road night game the first day of the season in the conference so i I think that cj is a little bit more prepared for this and that keeps it from being what i would call normal trap game with the penn state game after like he's been through this already um indiana is going is desperate for their their win they're thirsty you know again (laughs) so they should they're really one in five in my mind that i don't even count the western kentucky as a win if but it goes down some, as a loss. They've had some close losses, right. though, that might almost count as win. Right, okay, so they're, so they're either <laughs> so they might be three. They're and either two. one and five or they're five and one. <laughs> I got to do this math. They're either one and five or they're five and one. Either way, still not a scientist. Not a scientist, clearly. But I, I think that this is just a situation where the Buckeyes just need to come out and establish physical control early. And if they do that in the first quarter, you don't let the crowd at Indiana. It is a smaller crowd, but the crowd at Indiana is going to be all Ohio State. They're, they're going to be juiced. It's going to be OHIO going around the stadium. Fell out of my chair. <laughs> the crowd. You know, get this guy I, I, out of here. I remember being there in 2015. That was a t- it was a tough environment. That was Kevin Wilson's final year there. That was a tough environment. Buckeyes should have lost that game, but point is, you just have to make sure that a road crowd doesn't get involved at all. That's what Ohio State did at, God, at Minnesota. Serious question. Like how, you know, you get ready for at that Minnesota, trip to Bloomington. The Buckeyes, to go in there. The, the Buckeyes had eliminated the, the crowd at Minnesota in the first quarter <laughs> yeah, and then let yeah. them get back into the game. And it was, it was fairly... This uh, is the stadium where Indiana pays for their media guide photo to be taken, aerial shot, have the helicopter up there because they know that it will be filled with a reddish hue. How does this... Change anything. <laughs> you I still, think we're just focusing still, about the hostile you still environment. Hostile that's going to be environment in Bloomington, Indiana. Indiana. Can't get loud. See, listen. If you want 
Zero percent yeah. noise or forty percent noise? <laughs> I want zero. I don't want forty. Listen, the only thing that's hostile is it may be like the movie hostile the traffic, for Indiana. The traffic, yes. traffic, traffic, they're trying to figure out how to get out of here alive. Traffic there is hostile. <laughs> yeah. you can't tell me the traffic's not hostile. I heard there's construction on like the town north of Bloomington. Berm has oh, never boy. not got lost on the way into it's the stadium. It's the dumbest place in America. And I don't mean that to the people. I mean the, the campus is very bizarre. Why don't they just have a stadium in the middle of it like most people and let everyone else good question. figure it out? <laughs> Day. Well, I can't wait to be there. That's I, love, I do love Indiana. Saturday. Yeah, we spend an awful lot of time in Indiana, yeah, beautiful, so beautiful. we know everything that there is to do there. Yeah. And we'll be back on the road again uh, looking for some road beers. We'll have Spencer physical dominance. You guys keep Early. your head That's on a the swivel point. over there because, you know, they you see Ohio State. Out. They're going to be coming after you guys. Well, you need to come out exactly you like you did at Rutgers. You can't walk more than 10 feet no. bumping into somebody in an Indiana yeah. oh, basketball yeah. team. <laughs> if Indiana scores like an early touchdown, I'm saying he's calling his shot. This defense – has a tendency to get a little jittery, right? So you come out exactly like you did at Rutgers. You punch him in the mouth early, and you walk, and you hey. walk out of there. Forget about it. All right. Yes. We'll be there. We'll have full coverage for Ohio State and Indiana, of course, at Letterman Row. You can subscribe right Please. now. $10 for a year. You can get mozzarella sticks at Roosters tomorrow for $2. $2. And you, you can register for the Roosters Bowl giveaway. There will be another winner picked next Monday for Nicole to give out. We appreciate her for having us in. To Roosters on Olentangy River in the Letterman Lounge. This has been Letterman Live. That's Jay-Z. Appreciate Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Enjoy the week. We'll see you next Monday right here for Letterman Live.